Welcome to the Week Ahead Preview Podcast. I'm market analyst Stephen Dagley, and I'm joined today by my colleague and friend Craig James, the chief economist here at Comsec, and we'll be previewing some of the main things that investors should be on the lookout for in the week ahead. Good to see you again, Craig. Mr. Stephen Dagley again. It's <laughs> good to be here with you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, look, taking stock first up, um, as we, we did last week, market continues to gain. This is, uh, you know, we're most of the way through our third week of gains. We've hit an eight and a half month high a number of times already this week. We're having the best start to a year in more than a decade as well. And what I find remarkable is we've had about, what, three weeks basically into the, the month now. We've almost recouped all of 2022's uh, losses as well. So, Craig, this week, what do you think the highlights are, or the upcoming week, what do you think the highlights will be? Well, it's a regular inflation fest, <laughs> which is happening out over this week. Yeah, everything you know, sort of called inflation you know, sort of is going to be debated about you know, over the week. We've got the consumer price index, the main measure of inflation in, in Australia that's coming out on Wednesday, and also data on producer prices, uh, business inflation, if you like to call it, and also import and export you know, sort of prices. We've got some inflation figures coming out of uh, the United States as well. Uh, contained in the, the personal income and spending figures. And uh, it, we've got some earnings results here that in the United States. That's super important as, as well. So potential for volatility. Yeah, so that's something that investors have really got to watch out for in the coming week. And it is, of course, a holiday-shortened week uh, as well. Uh, market will be shut on Thursday for Australia Day, of course, and that can create some unpredictable moves, perhaps heading into the holiday, but also uh, following the holiday because you know, there will be some, plenty of investors taking the Friday off, taking advantage of the extra long weekend. Lunar New Year holidays too. So our largest trading partner, China's share market will be, or Shanghai will be shut all week. Uh, Hong Kong will be shut for a few days and other Asian markets as well. So that's just something to consider. But you hone in obviously on inflation. That's going to be the, the big one, especially us for us here in Australia, that uh, CPI read, the Consumer Price Index here in Australia on Wednesday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time or Sydney Time, and that's for the December quarter. And I think what's interesting about this, Craig, it's two weeks out from the first RBA meeting of the year, and jobs data has been a little on the weak side. So mm. that's going to be quite interesting, I think, for what might happen to the interest rates. But before we get there, what are the the expectations for for inflation this time around? Well, the Commonwealth Bank Group, the economists have got together, you know, sort of nutted out our forecast, and uh, we're looking for a 1.7% growth in the December quarter. Now, if we look at the December quarter of a year ago, it was 1.3%. So we're knocking out a, a smaller number with a bigger number. So as a result, we're going to see you know, a stronger annual growth. The annual growth rate likely to rise to 7.7%. Now, these are not the sorts of figures that the Reserve Bank is used to over time, or particularly that it wants to see over time. It wants to see, see inflation between 2 and 3%. Uh, but uh, we think this is the peak. We think the, the December quarter of last year, the last three months of uh, 2022, was the peak in terms of inflation. The, the trim mean, yes, so that's going to increase as well by 1.5%, taking the annual rate up to 6.5%. But again, as I say, I th think, yes, we're going to see a peak. We've got the slow, slow down in the economy. You mentioned employment figures. Yes, we saw a surprise fall in employment. Yes, so the, the latest figures last week. And um, I, I think, yes, so going going forward, yes, so the, the slower growth in the economy, consumers spending less, um, that's going to lead to fewer inflationary pressures and uh, by this time next year, you know, sort of we're, we're going to be in a totally different position. Very much. And I think it's it's interesting to see how markets have already reacted to that jobs data because yeah. the market's now pricing in a, a 13 basis point rate hike 
at the uh, at the start of, uh, of February. This is after four straight 25 basis point rate hikes that we had, of course, last year. Eight consecutive uh, m- uh, months of rate hikes in the United in, in Australia as well last year, and the market's pricing in a 40% chance of no rate hike in in February, which is which is interesting. So you think there might be a bit more at stake in in this inflation report and how markets might think of you know that first. Reserve Bank meeting of the year. Well, certainly there's going to be plenty of interest. Yes, sort of, <laughs> if if the employment figures for for the month of December had have shown another strong gain, yes, sort of, uh, perhaps we may not have had the degree of interest. We would have uh, seen yes, investors are saying and analysts are saying that uh, yeah, 25 basis points is on for another rate hike in February. But uh, now there's a number of analysts, a number of investors around town questioning yes, so whether the um, uh, we're, we're going to see that that rise in, in interest rates. We may get to a pivot point where the the Reserve Bank says, let's go to the sidelines for a while. Things look as though they're slowing down. It's moving in the right direction. Perhaps we'll give the the economy time, you know, sort of now before we decide our next move on in, on rates. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of potential scenarios of how this could unfold yeah. uh, on Wednesday and. Um, it'll take too long to go through all of them, but if we if we look at like how markets might respond, say to numbers coming in smack bang in line with expectations, weaker than expected, or stronger than expected, um, in line. Firstly, I would assume that would have the the smallest uh, you know impact on the share market because that's what's expected. What do you think might happen if if the data comes in significantly weaker, perhaps than what the market was um, was thinking? Yeah, if you get a reading instead of 1.7, say we get 1.3 or 1.4, you know, so that would show that um, things have stabilised. Mm. You know, inflation is basically has peaked, and uh, there's no need for the Reserve Bank to go too hard going forward. Now, there's still going to be some saying, look, we need a little bit of surety, mm. perhaps one further interest rate hike, and you know, so then we'll we'll see how things go. But uh, there's going to be more and more people, you know, sort of saying, no, now is the time, the time. For and yes, yeah, so that would be somewhat of a uh, a leading um, uh, world leading, you know, sort of the response, you know, sort of by our central bank. If we said yes, yeah, so now is the time for us to pause. Yeah, so there is a chance if if the data comes in quite soft on on Wednesday that markets might potentially react quite well to that, right? And then maybe even like as you say, global markets might might be paying close attention to it as well. Yeah, we we saw after the employment figures, mm. the December employment figures, that the our share market. Yeah, you know, sort of bounced up, yeah, you know, sort of quite quite nicely, despite the really negative lead-in that we saw for for Wall Street. Uh, so um, certainly um, uh, the the news flow has been yes, you know, sort of quite positive, you know, sort of late, you know, sort of perhaps that'll continue for the Australian share market. And on the flip side, if we get stronger um, inflation reports, say the core and the headline yeah. is is above uh, what the market is expecting. Um, Perhaps you'd you'd expect markets to start thinking, okay, we're going to get that twenty five basis point hike. But do you think they would ever entertain going back up to fifty basis points, or would the, the hurdles be quite high to to get to that point? You know, really, you know, the rationale is hard. To, well, it's hard for the the Reserve Bank to explain explain that one mm. away. Um, I, I think you know, sort of twenty five basis points. We're at that point now. We've got enough of the uh, the private sector surveys showing a slowdown. In the, terms of the economy and this this mortgage cliff the fiscal you know sort of sorry fixed rate cliff that you know sort of where we're thinking about you know so these uh borrowers that are going to really have to cut back their their spending in, in a big way and that's going to have a significant impact on consumer spending us over this year and we certainly do expect that slowdown the slowdown is already starting to become apparent in terms of the figures that we're seeing 
Um, and um, over the remainder of this year, I think consumers are going to go back into their burrows. And it's something, to some extent. yeah, and it's and it's something like a third of of uh, mortgages are, are fixed rate, but and about two thirds of them, I think, this this year are going to be expiring. So that's that's a lot um, of people that have been, I guess, kind of cushioned um, um, and protected from from the rate hikes we had we had last year. Um, U.S. inflation will also be out. Um, this is the the PCE deflator, which is um, a nice catchy one, isn't it, um, Craig? Yes, the um, private PCE deflator. <laughs> yes, as you say, the private <laughs> consumption expenditure d- yeah. price index. Um, yeah, rolls off the tongue, yeah, doesn't it? it does, really? yeah. But um, uh, you know, the personal income and spending figures they come out in the U.S. on Friday, and uh, this measure is contained in in that release. Uh, the core measure, which excludes uh, the volatile elements uh, like food and uh, and also uh, petrol, gasoline, uh, what we're expecting is a 0.2 percent yes increase, and that follows a 0.2 percent increase yes the last time around. But yeah, you know, 0.2 of 1 percent multiplied by 12, we're talking about 2.4 percent. So we get more and more figures like this. The the U.S. Federal Reserve is going to be a little bit excited as well. Saying that you know, so we've done you know, so their job in terms of getting inflation under control, and of course, um, you know, some of the Fed speakers, some of the Fed presidents are still going a little bit gung ho in terms of the need for for higher interest rates. Um, that could throw the the cat amongst the pigeons as well. So, um, and if you get you know, so a little bit more excitement in the United States about uh, the outlook for, for the economy and about you know, interest rate hikes. Uh, that could flow onto our market as well. So that's something that we do have to watch out for here in Australia because uh, it has, it's very, very important in terms of a, a guide for the Federal Reserve on, on uh, inflation. Yeah, and then the U.S. has gone much more aggressively than we have as well in, in 2022, 425 basis points of, of rate hikes last year. So that's going to be out on Friday night. So we won't have an opportunity to react, no. I guess, until the following week, but it will definitely be something we should keep an eye on at that point. U.S. profit results, as you as you mentioned, what are you expecting this week from or next week from uh, from the U.S. earnings? Um, I think we're going to see you know, sort of a, a very very mixed picture mm-hmm. in terms of the United States. We have seen that already in terms of the the financial companies reporting their their results. What is very 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 clear, you know, sort of you meet or beat expectations and you will be rewarded. And uh, if you uh, miss in terms of the expectations. Well, yes, sort of clearly, yes, so you're going to pay the the price, and that's very, very clear. Um, I, I think with some of the guidance that we had in coming into the season was uh, quite conservative, mm. um, and uh, that's why, yes, you know, sort of if you're going to miss in this sort of environment, you are going to pay the price. And as I say, we've seen that in terms of the financial names. We've got a lot of the the techie type names, yes, you know, starting to come through in the coming week. That's a, a great point. And I think also that those companies that do surprise to the upside might also be uh, rewarded as as well. The forecasts were actually for to see potentially earnings going backwards yep. for the first time since Q3 2020. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll see if that ends up happening. But this is going to be a really big week, as you, you pointed out, for US earnings, because on Monday, things will be pretty quiet. There won't be any majors out on that day. But on Tuesday, you've got Microsoft that will be releasing its results. And they've just flagged that they'll be cutting 10,000 10,000 jobs as well, uh, the largest layoffs in eight years, and they join companies like Amazon and Salesforce. Wednesday, Tesla, one of the most heavily invested and, and traded stocks for, for our customers. On Thursday, Visa and MasterCard, that might tell us something perhaps about consumer spending in the in the United States as well. And then on uh, on Friday, things quieten down a little, 
but it's the following week that's going to be even busier. That's when we've got you know the likes of Apple and Amazon and and uh, an Alphabet out with their numbers. So plenty to to watch on that on that front. Um, on the uh, elsewhere, I mean, if we look at Aussie company updates, there are, you know we've seen quite a few of them already, haven't we? Um, in recent uh, in recent weeks. And they have been generally encouraging. You know, sort of baby bunting wasn't such a you know, sort of great great result. <laughs> mm. Same with Redbubble. Uh, but JB Hi-Fi, well, it continues mm. to surprise on the upside. And, uh, and of course, it's surprising because consumers are continuing to spend. Mm. That's what it's basically showing. We've you know, sort of had uh, stronger growth in c- consumer spending, and JB Hi-Fi you know, sort of has managed to, to benefit from that. Even the super retail group you know, sort of is quite encouraging in terms of their updates. Uh, so when you think about the guidance that we've had coming through so far, it has been supportive of the Australian share market. And the, one of the reasons why the Australian share market has managed to outperform the United States, we've had that small matter of the, uh, the reopening of the Chinese economy. That's been beneficial for, for our market as well. But uh, we have surprised so far on the upside. So we're going into to the earnings season yes, in pretty good shape. We've had some production figures come out as well that shows that Rio Tinto and BHP and some of the other major producers you know, sort of have been you know, sort of strongly active in terms of the last quarter, and um, and indeed that's supporting their share prices. And this is the interesting thing because when we think of the uh, companies coming out with their results, that tends to be in February, of course. That's when we yep. get the half-year numbers for for the, for the most part uh, released. But as far as how the share prices actually react, it's sometimes heading into the reporting season where we get the most aggressive moves before they've even released their actual official numbers. So you're right. We've had you know the likes of Baby Bunting and JB Hi-Fi, but Super Retail Group, Altium, Redbubble, uh, just to name a, a, a few others. And in many cases, they've had double-digit percentage gains or losses when they've come out with those uh, those updates. So quite aggressive moves uh, on that front. And you mentioned Rio and BHP. You know, this is also a time heading into the reporting season, which tends to happen. It's when Aussie mining and energy stocks come out with their, their quarterly updates. So it is quite an important time on uh, for, for for those investors in in those stocks. So there'll be a few more coming out in the uh, in the week ahead. On Tuesday, you'll have likes of Sandfire and Evolution Mining. On Wednesday, Newcrest Mining and uh, and Woodside. Uh, and uh, of course, on Thursday, well, that's Australia Day, so there won't be any uh, releases on that day, you'd imagine. No, no. Uh, so um, there's certainly a sort of potential for for volatility over the week. Yes, so there is a lot happening. Um, uh, I, I suppose if you stand back and take a big picture view, it, it still shows that the Australian economy is in you know, sort of pretty good shape. Um, we, we've been hit by all manner of things, you know, sort of in recent uh, times, uh, but the economy yes continues to hold up. And uh, the, the fundamental point is, people have got jobs. Um, now it's starting to soften yesterday that sort of view because we saw the employment figures fall for the for the month of December. But provided people have jobs and have got confidence you know, in holding on to the jobs or getting another you know, job down down the track, that's going to support the the consumer names you know, sitting here here in Australia. So that is something to watch out for over the the reporting season. Uh, the, the metrics in terms of the comparisons is going to be the harder point I think for for investors. Um, because we're still comparing it with you know, sort of past times, which you know, sort of somewhat COVID affected. So it's still going to be you know, another quarter or two before we get into clear air in terms of those comparisons. Well, Craig, thanks very much for the uh, the conversation. Let's we'll see if the gains can continue into another holiday shortened week and enjoy the weekend as well. Yes, you too. Thank you. 